So welcome back to the Strategic Imagination Sandbox, hosted by Learning Forte. I'm Greg Klimovitz, Leadership and Community Development uh, Consultant and Lead Convener of the Strategic Imagination Sandbox. We return for part two of episode three with our guests, Reverend Canon Rosa Lee Harden and Reverend Dr. Leroy Barber. Good to have you back. Good to be back. So our last movement really focused on the individual the individual leader's values. This movement, we up the ante a bit and talk about organizational values. Why is it important for clarity related to your organization's values in addition to those of your own? Well, I, we can give you a great example, I think. About six months ago, I mean, this. our value is getting money mm-hmm. to people who don't have it, who put, you know, people who don't normally get it. And we started talking about that as our kind of watchword. Mm-hmm. And then people started asking us for money. Mm-hmm. And we aren't, we we aren't funders. Funder. Right. We are conveners. And so while that is our value, we've had to really back up and say, how do we talk about that value? Mm-hmm. So really our value, the thing we really want to do is help people understand that an the the neg the negative outcomes from racial wealth disparity and why it matters why it should matter to them that we should try to level the playing field for black and white entrepreneurs or for black and white congregations or for black and white business people and that while that is our mm-hmm. ultimate value for our organization Mm-hmm. The value is how do we best convene people so that they can learn about this? Because mm-hmm. we uh, we were on a stage uh, three months ago talking about what we do in real time with people able to, to ask us questions. And then they started saying, well, how can we get money from you? Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we've got to, we got to, we got to refine, we've got to reframe what we do. Yeah, that uh, we know a lot of people who want to invest in entrepreneurs and we can connect people mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. but we are not those people. Right. So how we talk about our values mm-hmm. and what our, you know, what our motivating urge is as an individual and what this business is about are two completely different yeah. things. Yeah. Our motivating urge is to move that money. But what this business is, is to convene people to help them create pathways to mm-hmm. move the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that that is a uh, that's a big difference. Like we know we are solid. We are all together on that value. No, there's no there's 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 no one on our team that doesn't doesn't have that value. But how we get there, we had we've had to we've had to play with that and and refocus how we how we frame it and how we put that story out. Right. We're conveners to help move towards that value. We don't have the money to 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 give to folks uh, on the ground like like we maybe we would even desire. But that's not who we are. 
that's not our place in the, that right now that's not our place in the ecosystem somebody wants to give us several million dollars we'll move there yeah, but yeah, but that's exactly. but right now we would if somebody had seven, several million dollars to do that work we would recommend that they do that work through other organizations that are doing that. Which is important because some a lot of folks will spend all our time just action, 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 action without a clarity of values. But what they don't realize is if they don't spend the intentional time on their values or the intentional time refining them, they're not gonna land themselves at the the goals or the actions that they desire. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So so often organizations also say that they have values. But they often don't translate into action. Um, I was uh, sharing with our folks uh, a quote, and they'll see this. They've seen this in the um, experiments that they've recently done. Where Maya Angelou says, um, "You say you have a heart of gold, but so does a hard-boiled egg." <laughs> she said, "It's really what your actions do that actually model that intention of having a heart of gold." And um, it was really an interesting little quote there. So what I'm wondering is. With this gap between what actions say they value and what they do, and then sometimes other organizations have not done the work of discerning values, which then leads them to like a value anarchy, if you will. As those who have worked with a wide range of leaders in mission-driven organizations beyond congregations, how have you seen leaders effectively discern, discover, and leverage an organization's values? I'm a huge believer in EOS or the entrepreneur operating system. It's just a, a way of running a business. And one of the things that EOS teaches you to do all the time is what's the root issue here? What's the, is to always go to what's the root issue here. And one of the, th a thing that EOS does is that if you keep coming back every week to your weekly staff meeting, talking about the same thing, if, if it comes up every week, you know, how are we going to get more tickets sold? How are we going to get more tickets sold? How are we going to get more tickets sold? So what's the root issue? Why aren't the tickets selling? So that's an issue for me in, in our business of convening. But um, at a neighborhood economics event a half dozen years ago in Washington, D.C., a man in a, in a session we were having uh, it happened to be a, a faith session. Neighborhood economics talks to people of faith, but also to entrepreneurs, investors, uh, business folks, just a wide variety of people who are building the neighborhood. But this wasn't a faith session. And this guy said, I have been packing backpacks for 25 years at our church every August to give backpacks out to the mm -hmm. kids who don't have a backpack and basic school supplies. I am tired of packing backpacks. I want those families to have enough money to have a backpack. Mm -hmm. I don't want to mm -hmm. work on symptoms anymore. I want to work on what is the root issue here. And I think where your values ha can lead you is keep digging deeper. If your values are not being achieved or being lived out, to just keep asking the question, why? What's deeper? What's underneath that? Why are we passing? That that church's value was to enrich the lives of um, people who were living on the margins uh, in, in D.C. And they enriched the lives of third graders for a week. Mm -hmm. that, and their value was not to enrich the lives of third graders for a week. 
It was to enrich the lives of people living on the margins in Washington, Mm D.C. Giving out backpacks did a half of a one percent of that value. And, you know, it took and thank God that guy asked that question. But it took 25 years for him to ask that question. There's a lot to unpack in there. Um, And I think I think I, I mean, I agree with everything. Rosalie just said. So the value proposition of coming back to it over and over and over again and diving deeper, I think it also um, it also builds our team camaraderie, actually, that uh, that using this system and coming back to the root, coming back to the root, coming back to the root, coming back to the root brings out different things in each each member of our team. And I think it, it it builds a communal value as you keep doing that, right? So all of a sudden we're all we're all looking at it differently, but the root of what we're doing we're we're agreed on. And I think that happens in this process that Rosalie talked about. And it sounds like that that process, what you're talking about, Leroy, it sounds like that process is is holding space for the ability for the individual participants in your organization to bring their individual values into the organizational values and the execution of them to, uh, to achieve desirable actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it deepens, it deepens everything, right? It deepens the mission. It deepens the work. It deepens our personal relationships. It deepens, like it just keeps, it keeps driving it down. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I think that makes us more effective. Yeah. Every week we ask some of the same questions. And if for three or four weeks we keep getting the same answer, you have to stop. I mean, you really do have to right. stop and say, okay, this is an issue for us. And the answer just is static. And, you know, we've identified that this is an issue we want to work on. And after three or four weeks, you have to say, okay, then we have to stop and say, what's the root issue? Why are we not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I use this in my family. We use it in our, our little family business that we have. And, this is an example of it. Um, my son was supposed to be working with me. We have a couple of Airbnbs. He was supposed to be working with me on on signage for the Airbnbs. You know, how did we say, you know, this is where you leave your keys. This is where the, the map to the property. This is how you check out, whatever. And he was supposed to be, uh, We he and I were supposed to be doing the signs. And every week, he in our meeting, he would, uh, is the signage on track? And he would say, yeah, it's on track. Yeah, it's on track. Yeah, it's on track. And then after three or four weeks, he said, uh, I've been thinking that as soon as mom and I could find a time to do the signs that we could do them, but after reporting that it was on track for three or four weeks and us not doing it, I realized I don't know what to put on the signs. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was like... He, can we have can we stop and have a conversation about it Mm -hmm. and so we our family meets every week for an hour to do this stuff together and so we stopped for a couple minutes and said oh okay well let's google what do people put on signs in their airbnbs Mm -hmm. and it was like okay done the signs were done 15 (laughs) minutes later you know and it's like if you just have a you just stop and say our value is to communicate well with our guests Mm -hmm. we need to do that with signage and the signs still aren't happening. What's the root issue? 
What do they need to know? Okay, then we can do That's it. That's funny. Nobody yeah, knows no, what to put on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, it's like all we needed was what to know what to right, put on it. We right, had everything right. else we needed, but it just wasn't happening. And I, I just see that happen over and over and over with us at Neighborhood Economics. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we hadn't done that. No, we still haven't done that. Well, what's keeping mm-hmm. us from living into that value? What's keeping us, you know, and that was a value thing. Good communication with our guests. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like in order for those values to align, the mark of a good leader is being willing to hit pause. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the last question for this part of the episode is, given that you are a person of faith or you are people of faith, uh, how has your theology shaped how you lead in terms of values alignment? <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. But it's also... It's to for me. It's the same thing. I thought I knew stuff twenty years ago, right? That that turned out to be completely wrong, and have shifted. And so I think as my theology grows and I, I hopefully deepens and and moves, so does my ability as a leader. So do my my values get clearer. All of those kind of things. So theology drives it, but. With a caveat of my theology is also uh, also shifts. Yeah, and I, you know I, I said it's everything, but it really, which is trite and and non helpful, but it really is for me. Um, if I I just kind of see a, I'm seeing a Venn diagram come to mind with culture on one side and mm-hmm. and following Jesus on the other side, mm-hmm. and there's a really tiny slice of where. <laughs> Uh, following Jesus and what culture is telling us mm-hmm. to do um, are, are aligned. And I just have to keep looking over at the vastness of what Jesus would have us do that I'm not living into and ask myself, where can I get better at that? What, you know, how can I um, navigate this world in a way that I still drive a car? That I still, you know, that I don't become that ascetic who, who lives in the desert and, and um, has one hair shirt. Mm, you know, mm, mm, how do I live in this culture in a way that reflects, um, who, what not who Jesus would have me be? What Jesus, how Jesus lived Jesus' mm, life, mm, you know, mm, and um, that has that has to be my north star, and occasionally it is. You know, occasionally mm-hmm. I remember, you know. And I love how you landed there with how your your leadership alignment there really has to do, again, with convening your own questions mm-hmm. over and over and again. Over, yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your reflections on this part of the episode. We'll be back with uh, a final chapter. Thank you.